Look, doing life together is super duper important. I, I think we've got to know that. Not just, not just as human beings, not just as people, but I'm talking about doing life together as the body of believers. The, the, the communion of the saints. The communion of the saints that, 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 that is mentioned in our, in, in our uh, creed and our confessions is so important. And the, the value of getting together, the value of being in the house uh, together should never be undervalued or underestimated. The power of, of, of what happens where, when we're together. And I can't wait for the day that we're all together when we're able to meet freely uh, freely again. But uh, we've been talking about for the last little while what Jesus said is written in red. And of course, one of the things that Jesus said uh, that, that I think is so powerful about moments like these is he, he said, for where two or three gather, and it's not just gathering, he says, gather in my name. He said, when you gather in my name, I'm there in the midst of us. And it was just so good to sense the, the, the presence of God uh, here today. One more time. Give him some praise. Give him some glory. Give him some honor. Amen. We're going to let Jesus uh, speak today. And uh, my message today is really to believers. And so um, it's not just a general message. I'm really speaking to uh, believers today. And I, I hope in the midst of it, you will hear my heart. I hope in the midst of it, you will uh, uh, um, catch the spirit of that, uh, which I'm uh, saying. But uh, uh, yeah, just hear, hear me out. And if you want, talk to me, uh, talk to me later. But as I said, I'm, I'm focusing my message, and you'll see why as we go, go through it. But let's let Jesus speak. Uh, Jesus said, a new command I give you. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must, everybody say must, it's not an option. It's not a, like, well, if I feel like it. No, you must. If you consider yourself to be a disciple, if you consider yourself to be a follower of Christ, you must love one another. Again, we're speaking to believers. This is talking to believers. That's who it's addressing. By this, Jesus said, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If, if you do this, if you love one another. Now, people keep asking me, texting me, messaging me on Zoom from across the country and from across the table and, and sometimes even from across the road. Yes, people have stood outside my house during lockdown and from across the road have asked me. I said, Pastor, Pastor, what do you think? What do you think about the vaccine? I'm going there. <laughs> what do you think about the vaccine? What's your stance? What's your position on this? I think back to a time in the 15th century when life was less complicated. <laughs> when the only question was to be or not to be. That is the question yet today is to vax or not to vax. That is the question. Some people are getting really nervous right now. Some people are... <laughs> Just go with me, flow with me. 
To vex or not to vex, that is the question. And, and let me be honest, as a faith leader who not just represents this church, but as a, as a faith leader who represents a movement of, with thousands of people, and I, I want to tell you, let me say the pressure is real. The pressure is real. But as time has gone, gone, gone on, what has really surprised me What has really surprised me is how potentially divisive and polarizing this issue has become and is becoming. Not just out there in the world, but I'm talking about, remember, I'm speaking to believers. I'm talking about among believers, among the brethren, among the body, among the uh, the church. People are so passionate about this, more passionate, can, can I say frankly, than they've ever been about sharing the gospel with someone else. More passionate about it, more than saying, hey, you need to get saved. You need to give your life to Christ. And what's driving a lot of it is what? simply this fear. And I, I, I just want to say today, it's destructive, damaging, and dare I say it, just Downright demonic. See, as believers, we have to remember in all of this that is going on around in the world about us, that our struggle, Paul says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against each other. It's not against people. It's not against your brother. It's not against your sister or your babysitter. They've got nothing to do with it. (laughs) Our struggle is not against vaccinated or unvaccinated people. But our struggle is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's who our battle, that's who our struggle is. And as a faith leader, I want to be careful. I'm, I'm so cautious on this issue. As a faith leader, I want to be careful. I, I do, want, do not want my words or my silence to add fuel to a fire that seems to be raging and at times is out of control. So today, I somewhat reluctantly respond to something I keep getting asked. So pastor, what do you think? What do you think about the vaccine? To vax or not to vax? That is the question I am continually being asked. And rightly or wrongly, here it is. Here's what I think. A, I am not anti-vax. B, I am not anti-this vaccine. C, we're going to get through this real quick. (laughs) C, COVID is real. I know many people overseas who have had it and recovered, which statistically most people do. But I also know some people, friends of ours, who have not recovered and have died. So should I take the vaccine, Pastor? Firstly, let me say this. A, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Oh, that could be racist. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, that's just not appropriate. <laughs> that's a whole nother message. Maybe we'll talk about that. 
but I'm not a medical doctor or anywhere near qualified to be able to speak on such issues. My PhD and my BA are simply in this, praising him daily. My area of expertise, my BA is in born again. Come on, somebody. I'm just, that, that's what I do. That's, what I, that's where I, that's my area of expertise. A, I am not a medical doctor. B, it's my opinion. It's your decision to make. We have friends and family that are vaccinated. We have friends and family who are not vaccinated. I'm talking about, we've got friends all over the world. Hopefully they'll still be my friends at the end of the, this. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to get. In the church, here, I know for sure there are members who are vaccinated and members who are not vaccinated. And I do need you to know that Jesus loves them both. Come on. He, he does. He really does. I'm also sure that there are people in this church who think everybody should be vaccinated and other members that think nobody should be vaccinated. There are others who are adopting a, uh, let's wait and see. So what do I think? This is just my thought. My thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. And you do not have to do what I'm telling you to do. I, I'm just telling you what I think. People keep asking, what do you think? It's what I think. So let us be done with the matter, all right? So leave me alone. <laughs> let me be. There will be an answer. Let it be. So here's my thoughts. Talk to your health professional. Do your research. And then if you personally want to get the vaccine, get it. If you personally want to get the vaccination, get the vaccination. Millions have. Millions have. And I support and respect your decision to do that. In the same way, those who personally choose not to take it, I support your decision and respect your choice to do that. I'm just saying God has given you a brain, use it. <laughs> Somebody say amen in that place. But I do think, I do think, it is wrong for people, regardless of what your view is or what side you would find yourself on, I do think it is wrong to try and force, coerce, shame, guilt trip, manipulate, no matter how well-intentioned, pressure people to conform to your view. No matter how well-intentioned you are, I'll say it again, I think it's wrong to try and force, coerce, shame, guilt, trip, manipulate, pressure people to conform to our side, whatever your side is. I'm not saying here, don't, don't mishear me, I'm not saying here that you can't have civil debate, discussion and discourse. I'm not saying that. But, but, but what I'm saying is when it starts to destroy friendships, when it starts to get in the way of relationships, remember, I'm speaking to believers. I'm speaking to us as believers. When it starts to get in the way of relationship and starts to destroy that, starts to break our friendships. See, one of the, one of the things that greatly perplexes me and, and troubles me in the, the current climate 
is intentionally or unintentionally, the progression seems to be moving towards pitting vaccinated and unvaccinated human beings, mums and dads, children and parents, brothers and sisters against each other. And for me as a faith leader, I I find this deeply troubling in that however well-meaning one would be, we are in danger of, of creating an environment where a segment of our society could become or is becoming a modern-day leper to be avoided, banned, shunned, cast out or outcast, untouchable, dividing our nation into worthy or unworthy. And this should not be, and I pray that I'm wrong. I do, I pray that I'm wrong. But let me tell you, Jesus did not reject or ostracize those who were labeled untouchable and neither will I, ever. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. From a biblical perspective for me, to vax or not to vax is not a biblical imperative. It's not a biblical mandate. It's not a biblical absolute. Listen, in Scripture, there are some things that are. In Scripture, there are some things that are non-negotiables. They're black and white. They're right and wrong. They are matters of life and doctrine. They're found in our creeds and confessions. To vax or not to vax is not one of them. Just telling you. It is not a biblical imperative or an absolute. And therefore should not be something that divides us. Should not be something that divides you. See, for me, this debate, this discussion falls into what the Apostle Paul calls in Romans 14, disputable matters. Disputable matters. I really encourage you in your own time to to read Romans chapter 13, 14, and 15. It's interesting reading in in the context of this this debate. In these chapters, Jewish believers and Gentile believers were clearly disagreeing with each other about how life should should be. They were were getting on each other's nerves and in each other's face about pretty much everything. They're upset how the other group was doing this and the, the other group was upset that you were doing that. Thank God they didn't have social media. Amen, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. It got down to talking about food, certain kinds of food, what you could eat and what you couldn't eat. And Paul, the apostle Paul, steps right into the situation, speaks right into the middle of it. And it's like in verse one of Romans chapter 14, he he says this. He says, accept, another version says, receive, another version says, welcome, accept, receive, and welcome one another without passing judgment on disputable matters. Now, if you read that actual scripture, he talks about the weak and the strong, 
The weak and the strong, the weak and the strong. But here's the thing, why am I not bringing that up? Because everyone who, or whatever argument or side you're on, you think you're the strong one. Come on, somebody. So really, I'm just saying, whatever side you are on, he is saying, here, accept, receive, and welcome one another without passing judgment on disputable matters. In other words, stop getting all worked up. And he goes on to say this in Romans chapter 14, verse 3. He says, the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. Speaking to believers here. That's the, that's the context of this. It's not speaking to the world. It's speaking to believers. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. And so you've got two groups of people here. One group of people is saying, look, I'm okay with putting this in my body. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with eating this and allowing this to go in my body. And you've got another group that's going, how can you put that in your body? Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, how can you do this? And so you've got these two groups who are going, I'm okay with it. And Paul steps into the middle of that situation. And he goes on to say, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants, Stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains, whoever says, look, I'm not going to do that, does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Oh, I'm going to put this in my body. Oh, and I, you shouldn't put that in my body. I'm going to put you, you, You've got to understand, we, 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 we need to accept one another. These are disputable matters. If you think you shouldn't, don't. If you think you should, do. And Paul goes on, the conversation continues into... And Paul says, you know, the kingdom, you know, the, the, the kingdom of God is more than this. He goes on to say in Romans 14, verse 70, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking or getting vaccinated or not vaccinated. But the kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy. Anybody remember joy? Anybody remember joy? I mean, come on, we do, do, we need, do, do we need an infusion of joy? Come on, somebody, hallelujah. Come on, give me a happy shout right now, come on. Joy, remember joy. Romans 14, verse 22, Paul says this. He says, so whatever you believe, whatever you believe, so whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. I'm not saying you can't have discussion. I said all discussion. I'm just talking about what, what, what you think on these things. Keep between yourself and God. As the conversation continues, Paul goes on to say in Romans chapter 15. He says, accept one another. 
Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. In order to bring praise to God. Now all of that, I've said all of that to say this. Undisputable matters. As Christians. As believers. Here's the thing. We might not see eye to eye on everything. But we should be able to walk arm in arm. In fact, as Christians, we won't and probably never will see eye to eye on everything. But that should not stop us on disputable matters from ever walking arm in arm. Somebody say amen. Respectfully engage in the conversation, but please, don't let this issue, this disputable matter and what others choose to do about it, don't let it destroy relationships. Don't let it consume your life. Speaking to believers, the Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 8, verse 38. He says, For I am convinced, for I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, neither vaccinated or unvaccinated. I dove deep into the Hebrew and the Greek right there. To find. It's there. It's there, I promise you. Nor any powers, neither height nor depth, neither vaccinated or unvaccinated, nor anything else for that matter. And all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus said, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Let Jesus speak. 16th century Christian writer William Penn said this. I agree with him. He said, love is the hardest lesson in Christianity. But for that reason, it should be our most care to learn it. Jesus, will you help us learn the way of love? May you help us as, as followers of Christ learn what it means, even though we, we own so many things, so many disputable matters around life, even though we can't see on things eye to eye, Lord, help us to walk, help us to learn to walk arm in arm in these days of great division. And can I say this? Can, can, can I say this? Unity is not found in conformity. 
Unity is not found by all of us having the same haircut. Some of you probably need a haircut. It's been, come on, it's been a few weeks. Get book, book it in. We've gone wild. Okay, but, but, but unity is not found in conformity. This is not about us all thinking the same things and doing and walking the same way and driving the same car. Uh, you, you, you know, you can be a Christian and, and vote for a different political party than someone else. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, you, you, you've got to understand this is not about conformity. This is about understanding. What, is the, what, what, what does God say? What, God, what, what is your word speaking to my conscience, to my life, to, uh, on my decisions? And Lord, we, do, we, we don't decide what the word of God says. We, we let it speak to us, right? So I'm not talking about conformity. Of course, there's going to be different ideas and things in there. But I, what I'm saying is that we're commanded to not let those things that are disputable. There are things that are not dispute, disputable. This is not one of them. We are not to let these things divide us or break relationship. Lord, help us learn the way of love. Love is the hardest lesson in Christianity. But for that reason, it should be our most care to learn it. Would you stand? Got through that, okay. Hallelujah, amen. Amen. Now, if you need to talk to me about that, please address your letters to 9972-431, Round Drive, um, Virginia, California. Okay, so, and we'll, we'll handle that. Let me pronounce a blessing over you as we end this service today, and we will have some beautiful fellowship together and uh, just enjoy that. If you're watching from at home, just stand wherever you are. Put your hands out. You beautiful people down there in Ashburton, Speaking to you too, come on. Carl and Lisa, we love you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you shalom. And everybody said, Amen.